Avocado Toast. News, politics, and social issues for young people by young people. Hey guys, it's Jesse, and I now have a new co host, Griffin. Hi guys, it is Griffin. Um, <laughs> this is your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Um, we wish he was Griffin McElroy. Oh god. <laughs> Um, so after a five-month interlude, um, I, the show's coming back. New co-host, Nicole, decided to bow out. Um, it just, like, wasn't her thing anymore. So here we are. Griffin, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, hi. As we've said, I am Griffin. Um, uh, I don't know exactly what else to say. Is is there a script for such a thing? Um <laughs> Well, you studied history. Yeah, um, so I'm, I guess, basics, I'm 23. Um, you just, never fucking learned how to read. I, yep, never learned how to read. Um, <laughs> I'm 100% illiterate, uh, so don't send me any emails. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, studied history and anthropology um, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the main thing. So yeah, if you, if you do want to email me make it about history i guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not really gonna share your email yeah like no <laughs> uh yeah so griffin and i met doing like theater together yeah yeah we did these 24-hour playwriting play performing festivals uh, yeah yeah um the idea being just write rehearse and perform a play in 24 hours which is wild it's I, insane I, but it's so <laughs> it's amazing and i love it <laughs> Yeah, there's one coming up. Uh, yeah, reasons. there's one this weekend, yeah. um, which I will be writing with Griffin's boyfriend in. Um, and we keep on trying to get Griffin to audition so we can cast him, but it'll never happen. <laughs> um, I, I've graduated at this point, so I feel like it's... Um, I don't know exactly the word to use, but maybe in, inappropriate, perhaps, for me to continue <laughs> continue doing it. But that I, I, that brings connotations. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think they would also love to have you. So I keep get I keep getting people telling me that I should like <laughs> yes. do it. I, it's, it. Often it's you. Um, uh, yeah, that's because I miss when you were in Red Eyes. Um, but like, I still I still get people who who like who's like, oh, you should do it, and then like people I keep, that I, aren't I, me. I, yeah, or people, and then like, um, but then I'm like Sophie's always like, mm. um, like I, okay, I, I, Sophie. Well. I, I think she she's totally fine with I think me like helping you guys write, um, yeah. But I I think it, and that's also with me. It's like I I totally enjoy the writing aspect of it. I think maybe acting would be a bit too much. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because it is a student club. I was gonna say the one exception is they're doing the radio one, and I think that, that would, be, one, would be fun. Yeah, Cass and I are writing for that one, so, so I'm um, really excited. Yeah, because I I enjoy doing like radio stuff um, hence why so, we're here yeah um i'm gonna reintroduce myself just because it's been a while i think that's uh probably a solid plan yeah um i'm jesse i use they them pronouns i am 22 which is disgusting that <laughs> just happened last week oh my god yeah i know it feels like like two months at this point i just had a long week <laughs> it, it, it happens like that sometimes it really does um i'm studying environmental policy and french i do a lot of theater and a lot of writing i have a, a published book of poetry um and i'm working on publishing another book of poetry and i have a another podcast on this network called that's so lesbian which is hosted by me and my favorite author of all time hannah moskowitz so if you ever want to become best friends with your hero, just stalk them on Twitter until you can convince them to do a podcast with you. So. Wow, I, I feel really underaccomplished. <laughs> I just, I am, I think like hyper-focused on being super accomplished to the point where like it's sometimes hard to relax. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say all of those things, like doing the, like the poetry and like all of the, creative stuff is like good a good 
outlet for it feels doing, relaxing it's, it, yeah it's it's fun um, yeah whereas like my, the fun stuff that i do is play um, video games play video games <laughs> and dungeons and dragons and well not even play dungeons and dragons but obsessively world build a dungeons and yes. dragons like setting that i'm never going to use so i've been collecting news for the last week about. okay so um, basically ever since you were like, yeah, sure, I'll do this podcast with you. I was like, great, I can finally collect news again. Um, okay. Yeah. So to start us off, on February 15th, Trump declared a national emergency in order to fund his stupid fucking bigoted wall. Uh, yes, he did in fact, uh, do that in sort of incredibly direct violation of the idea of, uh, you know, checks and balances. Yeah, um, and what a national emergency actually fucking is. Yeah, didn't he even, he even said, like, I think outright, where he said, like, yeah, I don't really think it's an emergency, like, at all. I just wanted to get the wall done faster. He says, I didn't need to do this, but I'd rather do it much faster. Um, what a fucking asshole. Yeah, and in addition to the whole thing being a racist nightmare, it's not. It's just like every sane person, like every source that has like done the calculations, yeah. has like confirmed this is going to be way more expensive than they say it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like take way more time than they says it's going to take. It's not going to be effective at all. Yeah, because I think something like more than. I don't know the exact numbers, but a significant number of undocumented immigrants don't even come in by land. They yeah. come in by boat or they come in by air. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be like effective anyway, especially since yeah. a lot of undocumented immigrants come in as documented immigrants. Yeah. And then they lose their documentation. Yeah, there's yeah, something they that just, goes wrong. They overstay their visa. Exactly. Um, I mean, also like another point, if you build a wall... People can just dig a tunnel underneath it. We've seen that with Gaza and Israel. Like, um, so... Yeah, and I think even at best, like, you're building a wall. I don't think it's going to actually end up being a wall. It's probably going to be a fence. Yeah, it, it might, at, at most it might be, like, you know, a 15-foot-high fence in some areas, which, I don't know about you, I think I could pretty easily climb that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely could too, and I'm not athletic whatsoever. It just doesn't make any logical sense. It's not going to be effective. Yeah. It's going to be uh, way more expensive than it really makes sense to put, like, funding. Like, if Yeah, it's, like, not worth the American people's money to yeah, go towards it. Uh, to go towards it. And ultimately, it's a symbol of anti-Latino racism. Exactly. And I think that's why, you know, there are certain people who are uh, still on board with it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it doesn't mean we should fucking do it. Absolutely not. And it's it's just a waste of time and it's a waste of money. And exactly. It's, and it's a direct, like, authoritarian power grab. Um, in other news, so Amazon was going to build a headquarters or something in Queens, in Long Island City to be specific. So that was their first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but they decided to, like, pull out of, like, that, like, deal to build, like, an Amazon, like, whatever the fuck it was going to be. Um, I think it was, like, a, like a corporate headquarters Probably corporate something. headquarters, but people are really pissed about it. So that's not good. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't there, like, there's debate about whether or not it's a good thing for them to do that? Because, like, obviously it's Amazon yeah. and people, progressive people are sort of at odds with uh, Amazon and sort of anything that sort of seems to stick it to Amazon is a good thing. But I, I've also seen, like, arguments that, like, there was, like, there was a significant number of workers or something that we're going to work there or we're going to yeah. build it. Yeah. Um, who will now be... Like, yeah, not people are that. mad because they now don't have these jobs that they were anticipating having. Mostly, like, people who weren't corporate, you know? Yeah, so I, it was going to be, like, construction people and I think it was going to be... Yeah, blue-collar um, labor for the most part. Um, someone who was uh, working on, I don't know, elections... I, don't, I didn't really read this article, but um, the CNN article reads, 
A, ca- a North Carolina woman testified Monday that she illegally picked up and falsified absentee ballots in a, in the uh, 2018 congressional election. So that's really fucked up. Whoa. Yeah. I haven't. I had not heard about that. Yes. Uh, this I think broke on the 18th, so Monday. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah so that's recent. So that's crazy. That is, um, that is crazy. I was going to say, I'm sure that there's going to be... Well, she testified, so it's got to be a court something. Yeah, I was, but I was going to say, is like this woman a you know, Democrat or Republican? Um, I don't know. Because if, she, if, uh, if she's, um, I think, anything but a Republican, uh, yeah. this is like you know for I don't fact think there's going to be so many calls for like we yeah. need more voter ID laws. Yeah. Um I don't think it was for I don't think it had a real impact on anything other than the state's ninth district house seat, but like it's still a big problem because Oh wait, yeah, it was she was working on behalf of the Republican candidate. There we oh, go. Oh okay. Yeah. Yep. So, moral of the story Fuck Republicans. Yeah, Republicans <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to run for office. Um. <laughs> yes, and Republicans in their entirety. I have an article that I sent to you. Pittsburgh air has been unsafe for people with asthma for 25% of days in 2019 so far. Um, as of February 5th. Which isn't great for me. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you came in here and you were breathing so heavily. I was like, oh my god, I hope Griffin's not going to die in my apartment. Um, I, I hope that I don't die anytime soon, um, which me, I think it would probably be better if I leave Pittsburgh then. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sooner rather than later. Yeah. This article was actually written by, um, this lady who I may or may not work for. Oh, really? So we'll see. Yeah. I applied to work for the environmental health news. Or whatever. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So I get to work for them. I get to do environmental reporting, which will be so fun. God, there's be able just... to write all about how Pittsburgh is awful. It's the absolute worst in terms of uh, everything. Um, okay, get ready for this one. This okay. one's really exciting. Um, the Justice Department is preparing for Mueller's report as early as next week, talking about um, the uh, campaign uh issues of 2016 oh wow yeah i didn't so, realize it was sort of i know that they had been sort of steadily yes like indicting people yes um, um they're gonna actually like announce the results of the russian russia investigation ooh. so i'm very excited that yeah. sounds very exciting it is really exciting um here's another really interesting one the supreme court limits the power of states and localities to impose fines and seize property so now that's a federal thing only. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. I'm. I think that's sort of that's like use the use of eminent domain and. Yeah, it's a. It says excess fines. Okay. Um, but like, excess fines is so subjective. What is excess? Yeah. And it's also saying like it's limiting their abilities to impose financial penalties and seize property. I, yeah, I, financial penalties and seize property, like, isn't that the right of the state to do? I mean, I guess not. Hold on. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, on her second day back on the bench after undergoing cancer surgery in December, announced the court's decision. Oh, the, um, about the... The uh, fines and the yeah, seizing right, property. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's anything else to really say about it. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how that develops or what it means. <laughs> Same here. Um, a Coast Guard lieutenant um, and self-described white nationalist was oh, arrested wow. in Maryland last week for plotting to kill um, a long list of prominent journalists and Democratic politicians. I wish I could say I was surprised. I am also not surprised. Oh, that's just disheartening. White people just fucking suck. Says two white people sitting across <laughs> from each other. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just really frustrating. It's really frustrating because there's like this surge of white nationalism in the in the U.S. Well, everywhere. And yeah, that that's true. Yeah. Um, but like, it's really there's sort of this right wing kind of wave in 
Yeah. Least, especially like in 2016, sort of there yeah. was that with Brexit and. Mm-hmm. I did a whole project talking about how like there was a surge in like anti-Europeanization mm. um, in a lot of countries that were kind of fucked over by like the 2008 2009 recession um and like it's basically a lot of the research was saying that a lot of the rise in um white nationalism and like what is it white supremacy is as a result of that recession and increased globalization and increased immigration as a result because of that financial crisis which is interesting that is interesting um Especially now because it's, like, that kind of stuff has actually screwed over the countries even more. Uh-huh, especially, like, Spain and uh, Greece. Yeah, yeah. they're fucked. Um, I was going to say, especially with, I was going to say with Brexit even, because, yeah. yeah, what is it, I think March 31st or something is the last day, or March 28th maybe, is the last day for them to get a, like, get a deal done by or else there's a no deal Brexit. Holy shit. Um, so, I'm so glad you know this because this is fascinating and also scares me to death. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, I, re- I recently watched something about it where it's, um, cause Theresa May has like negotiated a, like a whole deal yeah. and like pitched it to parliament. Okay. And parliament rejected it in the biggest like defeat of a bill ever. What the fuck? It was something like like two hundred and something, like two hundred and twenty. What to was like, wrong with her deal, though? Um, that's the thing is like it wasn't a perfect deal, and that's why they were mad. Yeah, well, it's what the thing. The fuck. The issue. Yeah, the, the <laughs> issue. The issue with the bill was it was. Like, Theresa May is like, hey, we can have, a like, a Brexit deal that benefits us. Which, of course, isn't true. Yeah. Um, Brexit was a terrible idea, and they shouldn't yeah. have gone through with it. Yep. And the court of the European Union said, you don't have to. But the thing is, it would be really unpopular if they... If they didn't, yeah. Because everyone would be like, you're denying the will of the people. Um, but The, the thing- will of the people isn't always smart. Yeah, and so... The thing is, she pitched this deal, which is probably the best possible deal that they're going to get if they go through with Brexit. Yeah. Uh, and people, people are like, it's not good enough because we want all of the benefits of the European Union without any of what we view as the drawbacks is really what a lot of it is. Yeah. Um, but you can't have that. And then... Uh, but you can't have that. And then you're going... What the issue... Is is that they're now increase like it's getting closer and closer to the deadline? Yeah. Um, because they like invoked this article, and so it's like okay, you have two like once you invoke this article, you have two years to re- like to negotiate. Yeah. Or and they literally or go have back. Just taken the two years to do nothing. Yeah. Um, besides, <laughs> like they've negotiated this deal, and so it got rejected, and. Theresa May is like, okay, can we renegotiate, like, can we negotiate a new deal? Yeah. And the European Union said no. So it's either they have to accept this deal. Yeah. The European Union has to relent, which I don't think is going to happen. No. Um, Or they're going to end up leaving without a deal. And that's, like, worst case scenario. Yeah. Because it means there's no, like... There's no rules in place for deciding what happens. And it also means there's a hard border between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, which is probably going to start the troubles again. Ooh, that'll be so exciting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's the word I'd use, but um, it will. And which, and that's the thing, is the deal that Theresa May negotiated accounts for that and actually puts a, instead of a hard border between Northern Ireland and yeah. um, the Republic. Yeah. Um, it puts a hard border between the UK and the island of Ireland. Oh. Which works out so there because the the issue with like a hard border between Northern Ireland and Republic is that during the Troubles, uh, if there were che- there would be checkpoints on the bo- like on the border. Yeah. Like, 
you know, most hard borders. Yes. Um, and people used to bomb them and shoot at them. Great. Love that. How fun. Um, so that's sort of the issue. But if there's a no deal, um, there's going to be, like, there, there'll have to be checkpoints. Yeah. And that's a problem because they're probably going to get shot at and bombed again. Great. Um, and someone actually, I think Boris Johnson, who was one of the architects of Brexit, yeah. was asked about it. And he said, oh, just don't put like put them a few miles back from the border. Yeah. Which doesn't work. Uh, like, they'll have the same problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when at, like pressed on that, he biked away. Great. Um, I mean, the man also looks like a, you know, bad Muppet. But I love, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, have you have you seen his? No, I haven't. Seen, his hair looks worse than Trump's. Oh god! And I I hate which to, Muppet do you think he looks the most like? Um, what's the ugliest Muppet? They're all ugly. I would say Miss Piggy because I hate her, but that's personal bias. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking. Probably what's what's the um, name of the one that's like the manana do 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 do? It's like oh, animal or something. Oh, I don't know. Um, but I know what you're talking about. But he, I probably yeah, that he looks one. like that one. Okay, well, then prob- I can imagine what a man would look like. Look prob- like that. It's, it's just his hair is like all over yes. the place. Yeah. Um, like like a really shitty racist Albert Einstein. Yeah, well, I was gonna say he—he he, actually he and Trump look remarkably the same, s- similar. Except he just has worse hair, if that's even possible. Oh, gross! Ugh. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay. Uh, thousands rally in France to oppose recent anti-Semitic acts. So that's great. I the did... France, French are finally doing something good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say the whole. What is it? The yellow jacket or yellow, yellow shirt? Yellow uh, vest. Yellow vest. It's a mess. It's so bad. I was going to say, I looked that up and I, because I, I wasn't sure exactly what was going on. So, My roommate just did a whole thing on it for oh. um, French Club, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what was going on because mostly what I knew was that French people like to strike. Um, yes. That's what I just assumed that they just like to strike. No, they're being like every other country in the world right now and... Being white supremacists, yeah, like that, that, it was weird because like it seemed like they, there was like a mix of like white supremacy and then like actual legitimate issues, like yes. something like there was because I think they they there's some like f- like gasoline tax or something in uh, France, I think that which would is make like, sense, which is like one of the core issues, and that I think that's been a problem since um, for a few years. I think since like okay. Francois Hollande. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because I think when I was in France, they were protesting that. Um, Did you go to France when uh, Francois Hollande was still the prime minister? Yes. Wow. Um, Wait, I, I might have done the same thing. I just always think of Sarkozy. You know? Yeah. Because he you, was a mess. Well, that's the thing. Is I'm pretty sure Francois Hollande actually has the lowest approval rating of <gasps> any French prime minister ever. Really? I think he may. I think at one point his approval rating was something like nine percent. Wow. Well, the French like Sarkozy and his whole like "we're French first sort of BS that he was talking about. Yeah, but actually, we as Americans, like who speak French and can observe the French, hate that shit. Yeah, that was the thing where it's. Um, I went and I didn't realize, but the French government controls like all of the radio stations. Yes. And they have, like, a rule where it's, like, a certain, like, percentage. I think it's, like, 60 or 70% of all music has to be in, in French. French. yes. Which, see, like, we, I went there and, like, we were, we, I was taking a class about, like, French media and, like, French Yeah, and, like, they French have a similar rule for, like, movies as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, like, we were told that and every american in the like we're all americans and we're all like that can't be right let let's wait read like say that again please yeah. and then they repeat it and we're like and we all kind of gave each other this like look of of like and like we we left and like so, like um later on and we're like so that's kind of fucked up right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so um, uh. 
but yeah, like that was that was the thing. It's there's I think f- there was sort of this disconnect culturally be- between yeah. us where because we always think of America, it, it's the melting pot as much as that's a load of crap. Yes, <laughs> um, and um, where French or France really does seem to try and say. In public, you you're French. Yeah, you can be Algerian, you can be Senegalese. Yep, um, you can like, you can be like your own uh, like ethnic group, uh, your own nationality uh-huh. in private. Yeah, but in public, you're French. Yes, um, and that's like kind of a weird. Think, it's like, really weird. It's That's weird... why they had that whole like veil issue, which I had explained to so many Americans, because they were just like, "Why aren't you allowed to like wear um what would a, a hijab out yeah. in public?" Well, it's because you can't have you can't show religious symbols in France because it they think that it divides everyone and that you should be French first. Um, which of course like Is... means like secular. AKA we're all like loosely Catholic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that is as similar to any kind of Christian as is possible. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird to me going there and saying and sort of seeing that as a thing where they really believe that everyone ha- in public should act sort of act the same and sort of adhere to the same sort of cultural beliefs yeah. because otherwise it divides people whereas at least in America, the ideal is we should have, like, all of this, like, cultural diversity. We don't actually practice that. No, no. Um, but the idea is that diversity makes everything stronger and better. Yeah, that's sort of the ideal. It's It was just sort of a little bit weird to see the official government opinion is yeah. diversity in yeah, is bad, at least in public. Because the official government... I guess the official government position of the United States now is actually... Some, somewhat similar, but yes. like at the time we were going, it was the official government opinion was diversity is great. We should celebrate yeah. our differences, um, even if nobody was actually... Obama still president. Uh, yeah, this was I oh. think in 2016. So I miss him. I miss yeah, him. this was this was because um, I remember there because uh, this was during the election. Oh, uh, this was in 2016. So it's this was. Prior oh my to, god! I was in. That I didn't summer. realize you went that recently. Yeah, so it was like right in the run up to election. So the first like I would meet a French person. And, like, I'd be, it's like, um, like, my, the family I was staying with, um, the mother would be, like, introduce me, it's like, this is Griffin, he's the American who's staying with us this summer. Oh, and they would ask. And the first question was, what do you think of Trump? God damn it. I hate that. Um. Yeah. And the, sort of, the answer I just sort of was like, I think he's a crazy asshole. He is a crazy asshole. Um, and... It's, yeah. Um, and that was sort of the ended up like that was the, sort of the reply I would give, but it's just every French person I asked who realized uh-huh. I was American, yep. which is you know, most of them because I, I don't speak great French. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was, would just immediately question is, what do you think of Trump? Oh. What about that Trump guy? God. Um, that's so funny because ours were so different when I went in 2014. Um, they would always ask us, like, what celebrities do you know? Which was annoying because who the fuck knows celebrities? Oh, like, do you know personally? Yes. They would ask us that and because it was all high schoolers. And we, since we we're all from Maryland, we would be like, well, we live near Obama. And at one point they told us, oh, Obama, he used to be famous. Well, he was still the president. <laughs> it's like, yes, uh, yeah, current U.S. president, uh, you know. Formerly n- famous. <laughs> formerly famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this is our last bit of news before we get into the big topic. Okay. So the Pope called for and began a summit on, um, like, clergy sexual abuse. So I actually ha- talking about it, which is really interesting. Um. Yeah, and... I mean, I think that's, you know, it's slightly refreshing to see. Yeah. They're saying it's unprecedented. Which yeah. Which is interesting. Um, so, I have, I don't know your feelings on Francis. I have mixed feelings. Um, I am not 
Catholic and have no interest in any sect of Christianity, so basically no opinions. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, in certain cases, he's done really cool things um, like this. Um, yes. He's supposed to be, like, he's a very humble man. So, like, yeah. he's, like, you know, um, I think he's, like, washed the feet of, like, diplomats and, oh. um, which is sort of, like, in... It's a symbol, yeah, of, I like, get humility. It, yeah. And, yeah. Um, he's, um, he's a lot more pro, like, um... Pro-gay. Pro-gay. Yeah. Than a lot of uh, his predecessors saying that, like, we shouldn't judge, um like gay people however he's still like really like transphobic um i there was one yeah he is catholic which is to be expected i think there was like one quote of his where and i'm not sure if this like was an exact translation but he called trans people the annihilation of man Um, what the fuck which well i do love to be the annihilation of man i was gonna say it's a a pretty cool title (laughs) it's really cool (laughs) um but, like, absolutely the kind of thing where it's like, that's what, like... Why the fuck would he why say the that? F- uh, well, it's because he's, you know, the most Catholic man on earth. Um, technically. Technically. Yeah. Um, I appreciate him much more than Benedict Sixteenth. Yes. Who is a garbage man who looks like Darth Sidious. Um, okay. Don't get the reference. Uh, do you, the Emperor from Star Wars? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Now yeah, I get the, the yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. My grandparents, super Catholic. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. God is, uh, his ophthalmologist. Yep, God is, uh, his ophthalmologist. Uh, uh Griffin's uh, grandfather wrote a book, uh, Griffin's grandfather is a eye doctor, and yes. he wrote a book that is titled, God is My Ophthalmologist. Oh, oh yeah, A New Lens on Life, Jesus Was My Ophthalmologist. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so he's a, a retired eye surgeon very catholic but yeah they had a picture like a framed picture yeah of um benedict the 16th in their house oh. i'm not sure if they still do okay. um it was it was a i think they it was like a gift from the church on their 50th wedding anniversary yeah but like they hung it up in their house and I, every time i passed by it i'm like god that man's face is terrifying <laughs> um like it's he looks like a supervillain whose power is like capitalism. Um, oh God, gross! Or you know, being a member of the clergy. Like yeah. that's his superpower. Is he's he's you know, just part of the clergy. Yep. Um, well, Pope Francis said, and I quote. The holy people of God are looking at us and expect from us not simple condemnations, but concrete and effective measures to put in place. We need to be concrete. So I think that's good. It's a step in the right direction. Uh, That is... Yeah, I think it's probably good that he um, was elected rather than some... Well, because I was going to say he's probably appeals to a wider base of Catholics. I agree. But... Um, and I think he also, at least, he appeals to, he's moderate enough for people who are afraid of change, but he's also more progressive than previous popes, which is good for younger people that probably feel like they want to remain Catholic, but don't know how to reconcile it with, like, potentially, like, current beliefs. Yeah. I think I think that's sort of a good explanation of it where it's he's still Catholic enough to like pull in the old crowd, but you know, he's not going out of his way to be a terrible person and alienate young people. He's still, you know, the pope, so he has to say at least some crappy things. Yeah. Um that's his job. Yes it is. <laughs> Speaking of people saying crappy things, Bernie Sanders announced that he's running for president. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> um, we figured this would be a good topic because I, there's just so many things to say about Bernie and like what is going to happen if he gets the Democratic bid. Um, he is running as a 2020 candidate, which is... So what the fuck? He's running as a Democratic candidate, candidate, which is good because 
Jesus fuck, if he ran as an independent, we would be screwed and we'd have Trump again. Um, he also currently uh, has, last I heard, been able to raise $6 million from individual donors. I think the main issue I have with a Bernie 2020 run uh-huh. is the man is 77. Yeah, it's a big fucking problem. Who is going to be his vice president? That is really important. I was going to yeah, it's whoever, because I feel in that 2020 run, whoever is, he chooses his, his vice president is going to end, is up, gonna end being, up being the president. Exactly. Because he'll be, so he's 77 now, so he'll be probably, what, 78, 79 by the time he's, yes, he'll be, I think, 79 by the time he's in office. Mm. And then the four years, so he'll be, like, even if he's only going to run, for, like, for that, like, that once. Yeah. That's still, he'll be 83 by the time he would leave office. And then hopefully then he would fucking retire because he's so old. Um, And I was going to say, even with, um, even in the Latin 2016, my mom was hesitant to vote for him in the primaries because she's like, oh, no, he's too old. Yeah. I, I lived through one president with dementia. I don't need to live through another. Who was she referring to? Ronald Reagan. Um, his second term, he developed, um, like, he started to develop dementia. And so, like, his the last, like, couple years he was in office, yeah. um, the government was largely run by uh, George H.W. Bush. Um, oh. Okay. I did then, not realize that because I wasn't I, alive for it. Yeah. And I, I think Nancy Reagan also had, a like, a big hand in... Um, oh, I'm sure. If- he was still an asshole. Yes. Um, and, I mean, my mom yeah. hates Reagan for many, like, many reasons. Many reasons. Good. <laughs> um, but she was concerned, even even though Bernie was, you know, progressive, um, yeah. that she didn't believe that he would be a good candidate just because... Because he's old. He's old. And yeah, she, and, like, Jews don't have good track records in terms of our health. (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she is an anomaly. (laughs) And I was going to say, she just had cancer. She just had fucking cancer. It fell Um, down some stairs. uh, Which is, it's almost lucky that she fell downstairs because they discovered the cancer. Oh my god. I didn't realize that that's how they figured it out. Yeah, it's apparently that fall probably (sighs) saved her life. Well, um, I'm glad she fell because we (laughs) fucking need her around. Um... But yeah, that's like, that's the case with like some things where it's like you injure yourself and then like you go to the doctor and they're like, hmm, something's wrong. And then it turns out you have cancer. Yeah. It's also interesting because like even as sort of the the campaign in I think 2016 sort of came to a close, I was like, I, I think initially I was like, oh, wow, I really like this Bernie guy. He's like really cool. And then sort of more like the longer the campaign went on, I'm like, oh, there's like there are some problems yeah. that I have with him. Like, since then, have only sort of grown in my mind. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. I'm really worried about how he's going to be able to connect with a voter base that isn't that isn't white. Yeah. and That th- is something that stresses me out. And I think, I forget who it was, but I saw someone point this out. Um, and I think it's to be a somewhat fair criticism is, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate that Bernie is progressive, but I want a candidate who's progressive for more than just straight white men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I think he like is, uh, is cool with queer people, which is good. Yeah. And I, I think he's, he knows that sort of racism and, uh, homophobia and all that is like our issues. It's just like his main focus isn't on that. Yeah. And I think... Um, I think he needs to focus on it. Like, okay, so I listen to Pod Save America when I'm not, you know, listening to My Favorite Murder on repeat. <laughs> um, and they talk a lot about how, like, to win 2020, Dems need to talk about positive, like, only, like, what we're going to do positively towards yes. change. Like, he cannot give in to Trump. Like, no one can acknowledge any bullshit Trump says. You know? Yeah. If reporters ask you, what do you think about this? Like, you don't care. You're talking about your policy issues. Um, 
I think that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and I think the the re- the reason I liked him, I think in 2016, was it because, was yeah, is because he had sort of this was his plan. He had a vision. Yes. Um, and he pursued that, and um, I appreciate that, and I that's something that I like in a politician is yeah. That, this sort of this is my vision. This is my plan. These are yeah. my policy issues. This is what I'm. He had this is really good policy, and it was really detailed. Um, so I was gonna say his domestic policy was re- really detailed. He was yes. crummy on on foreign policy. Yes, yes, yes. But um, but yeah, and so like the idea where he was like going and it's like, hey, this is my like this is my plan. Um, I appreciate that because I felt that like that was something that I hadn't seen from sort of a Democratic candidate, like, in recently. Yeah. Um, I agree. And, but I think, the thing is, since ever since he sort of said, this is my policy, a lot of politicians have adopted his, they realized policy, his policy platforms. They saw how big Bernie support was. So, um, so like, his because his main driving thing is, like, he wants single payer. He yep. wants... Um, Bless you, Bulby. Um, he wants um, ta- more taxes on the uh, rich. Um, he wanted sort of to curb um, sort of uh, tax loopholes. And, yes. Uh, he wanted... He wants us to eat the rich, and I support that. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Um, yeah. And I think, like, the biggest uh, one, he wanted to institute, like, a 1% or 2% tax on all, like like, Wall Street trades... Oh, um, I don't remember that. Um, yeah. I remember that was a That's big really thing. That's really interesting. And the thing is, those have become sort of a lot more mainstream. And a, yes. lot, a lot of Americans support them now. Yes. And so, like, even other candidates are supporting single payer. They're supporting... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're supporting free education. And they're he su- definitely, I think, supports the Green New Deal, which is huge. Yeah, and I... I think that's sort of the thing is like he support like sort of those economic policies have become popular yeah but i think the issue is other candidates support those yeah and then they also support a lot more detailed legislation and a lot more detailed policies on other issues yes. like prison reform yeah and gun control gun control yeah and that, that was the thing is people were in 2016 and i saw this a lot um, where people really criticize him for his, his gun control, yes, gun control. Stance. I remember, and I'm like personally, I gun control isn't one of my top priorities. Okay, which is I, which is why I think I was sort of fine with him. I yeah, so which is surprising because my parents are both very big on gun control. Really? Um, um, yeah, my dad is, or both my parents are pretty much pacifists. It sort of it was the thing where I ended up growing up in a household where toy guns weren't even allowed. So yeah. like we we weren't even allowed to have Nerf guns because it um my it glorified shooting. Yeah, my my parent or my father particularly thought it like glorified gun violence. Yeah. So we weren't like we could have squirt guns. Okay, um, squirt but, guns are fun. Um, but like also like some of the squirt guns we had like I had one that was shaped like a dolphin. Um, so it was like, it wasn't okay. even like we were using like, you know, super soakers. We were using like little, you know, dolphin shaped ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, we weren't allowed to have Nerf guns because, and so like, I grew up like sort of inherently not trusting anyone who was carrying a firearm. Same. Um, so, and of course, naturally that means soldiers and police in many cases be- uh-huh. because like, um, but that, that was the thing is it was sort of drilled into me from my dad where it's like guns are dangerous and you don't have them. Um, and so, like, I would, like, when I was a kid, I would see, like, we would go to um, visit, like, old battleships yeah, um, as, like, a historical thing. Yeah. Um, and they would be, they're owned by the, like, they're, they were administered by, like, the military in some, yeah. in some portions. And so they would have, like, um, like military police who would be carrying guns. Yeah. Um, and I was always as a co- child very concerned and uh, like somewhat frightened whenever we like did that because I would see them and I would immediately be like off put. Yikes. Um, yeah. And so it's it's sort of interesting to me that like 
I like gun control as a thing never yeah. like really never really like, became a huge like issue a huge for issue you. for me yeah, especially yeah. like cuz my my own personal feelings on guns especially when I was like when I was a kid and when I was a te- yeah. teenager like never really translated into sort of like a policy thing for me okay um and I mean I do support you know, gun control um, reform. Obviously. To I mean, a, not obvious to everyone, but like, because I know yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I support gun control reform, but I think there's people who want to completely get rid of. That's me. I guns. want no guns ever, anywhere. Um, and I think, like. It's totally unrealistic. It's, yeah, and that, that, that's, <laughs> I think, my, my issue with it is I think um, it's. That's something like. Hard to do with the Second Amendment. I love being unrealistic, though. <laughs> I, like so. Ideally, I would be totally happy with uh, passing a new amendment to ban like, guns to, forever. To, yeah, yeah, to to get rid of the Second Amendment. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some talk about getting rid of it. I think we should rewrite the Constitution every you know like century because I think it's necessary. But I, I would, <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> I was going to say I totally agree with that. I think it just doesn't it doesn't transcend time as well as we need it to. Yeah, and I was going to say um, even people. I think people at the at the time yeah. said you should like rewrite this, but they didn't put it into writing. So it's, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I th- and I think that was the intention of the amendments, but the issue with amendments is they're so hard to push through. Yep. Because you need, I think, something like, um, it's like two-thirds or like three-quarters of Congress, of like each house of Congress to push it through, and then yeah. two-thirds of the states need to ratify it. Yes. Which is, I think that's like super difficult to do, especially nowadays. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's kind of amazing to me that we ever put prohibition through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because. That's crazy. Um, I, cause I, like, I personally just cannot imagine that, you know, two thirds of the country was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Well, I think it was a really, really bad problem with like parents leaving their kids because they were just like drunks and it was really, I don't know. Um, and I know there was like a significant temperance movement and all that, but it's just yeah. like alcohol seems so ingrained in our culture. In, alcohol and in, guns are the American culture. I was gonna say, especially just in what like even Western culture in general, there's such like an alcohol culture. There's yeah, a, um, just because I think in like Europe, like that was sort of something you 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 drink and sort of it becomes a culture like a control oh, yeah. cultural thing. So like you know. Um, you know, English people are very, um, and German people are very proud of their beer. Yeah. Um, French people have wine. Italian um, people have wine. Irish people have whiskey. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And it's become sort of this very big cultural staple. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that translates into you end up having like a lot of drinking. And then it's sort of, it's interesting to me that it was ever pushed through that mm-hmm. people are like, we should get rid of alcohol. Although. Well, if we pushed that through maybe we could push through gun control laws who's to say okay so what would be your top three issues that you like vote on oh coming into this election yeah like Um, what what are the three things that i think that you think are going to make your decisions oh that's that's seriously that's that's a really hard one because there's so there's so many like important things i do really i think with most democratic candidates like like they're mostly going to support single payer of some kind which is good i think a lot of them are going to support a higher taxes on the rich and i think that's yeah. going to be something that's going to like that that will be an influence on my vote sort of depending which i think which person has the best like plan for doing that i think yeah so like whatever policy i think is best i think like single player healthcare is i think going to be across the board something that's so i don't think yeah. That's going to influence I don't think my it's going to be an issue on Democrats, much. yeah. I do think criminal justice reform yeah. is going to be a big thing for me. Okay. And that's and that's sort of my concern with some of the candidates who have put their name forward. Yeah. Um is I know Bernie has talked a little bit about that, but like he's really strong on that economic policy Yeah. and that's really his like main 
focus. Yeah. And so I feel like he doesn't put as much thought into criminal justice reform. Um, Kamala Harris, I'm concerned with just because she was a prosecutor. Um, yes. She um, significantly increased um, number of convictions and trials, I think, during her tenure as a prosecutor. Yeah. And so I'm, I'd be concerned sort of about that. Um, and I think that's actually a thing that a lot of people have been concerned with, uh, with her. And then, so I think between those two, sort of the higher taxes um, on the rich and sort of sort of closing tax loopholes is one, criminal justice reform is the other. I'm not sure what the third one would be at this point, just because, like, those, those two are probably the two biggest that have been on my mind. Um, I guess probably... Immigration reform would be another one because okay. I think that's and that's like the big topic at the moment. Yeah, it um, really is. And I think that's something that's going to have to be addressed. Either so, it's either that or probably maybe foreign uh, interventionism. Okay. Um, and or sort not not just interventionism, but there's like the whole there's the whole debacle with how we're selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. Yes. Um, <laughs> For the war yeah. in Yemen, and so that's sort of something that's been on my mind, and sort of stuff like that, where it's I think we need to be on a world stage, need to be more considerate of how we throw around our weight as yeah. sort of what would we're probably considered one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful nation in the, in the world. world at the yeah. moment, and I think we need to be careful um, and considerate of how we use that reputation, and and because I, I don't think we're using it well at the moment no i agree i think for me um probably the issues that will determine my vote would be definitely gun control okay yeah that's a big one for me just because i mean we i'm sick and tired of nothing being done okay yeah i i'm fed up with it i think we have terrorized like regular people enough and children enough um, I think the way that we live in our society because it's so gun heavy is really sick. And I'm, yeah. I was going to say it's a significant, like at this point, it's a public health problem. It is, yeah. Um, with, there's so many um, gun deaths. I think it's what, something uh-huh. like 30,000 gun deaths or something? I don't know. I don't know the stats, but um, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are living um, sort of in fear almost yeah. of sort of all of the of the potential that someone could go in and yeah um which i don't think necessarily helps um in certain cases because people are afraid oh what if someone breaks in and is going to shoot me so they're like oh i should buy a gun to defend myself no you don't need a gun to defend yourself as long as you can disarm the other person you can defend yourself yeah i think the point to be made is that most of those gun deaths are actually either self-inflicted or... Or suicide. Infl- or accidental. Oh, yeah, sorry, that was yeah. what self-inflicted was. I'm yeah, so they're self-inflicted, so... Um, or, or accidental. accidental yeah. Or both. Yeah. Um, so there's um, so many cases of, of people not knowing how to use guns yeah. or not, not knowing how to use guns properly. Or children getting into their parents' guns. Yeah. E- exactly, where it's... Yeah. Um, so I think my, my big thing is I would love to see gun safety laws if gun safety laws are important but i okay i like to think that we need to protect people from themselves yeah which maybe isn't like that great of a take to have but i do think that i don't know with guns it's it's so dangerous you can kill someone so quickly with little skill you know little knowledge about like how to kill someone and you could kill so many people so quickly and that is that's probably my biggest hang up i i certainly agree with that and yeah. especially everyone talks about like oh what about like you can still kill people with a knife and it's like yes but yeah you can kill someone with anything i listen to a murder podcast <laughs> you can you you can kill someone with like a your shoe your but, bare fucking but, hands yeah um, <laughs> But it's so much easier and requires so much less training and skill to use a gun to do that. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's why they're popular. It's not just because they're, you know, powerful and dangerous. 
Um, but they be, they became a thing in European militaries because you can just hand someone and say, shoot at that. Um, and you do that for, you know, like a day or two and they know how to use it. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be gun control, um, economic policy just okay. as a whole um, that I think is really important. And then uh, as much as it like pains me to pick just one third last thing and not yeah. like you know five issues i think it's gonna have to be the i think it's gonna have to be environmental policy that's yeah because that's a big thing yeah um, and it's also because like i know i know something about economic policy and i know a solid amount about environmental policy because it's literally what i'm studying that those two things i think are going to be i don't know probably the most impactful in terms of getting my vote and I don't know. Like, Bernie is pretty good on those last two, but he's really got to step it up on his, his gun policy, you know? Yeah. And he's got to realize what the rest of the country wants and needs, you know, and not just, like, what hunters in Vermont want. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's a large part of why his policy is so focused. Exactly. Is he's appealing to th- the, you know, his constituency of Vermont yeah. is he's... Saying Vermont is largely white, I think it's something and pretty like, affluent. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say I think Vermont is something like ninety five percent white, yeah, um, or even, perhaps even higher than that, yeah. Um, and so you know, criminal justice reform, n- not yeah. that important, nope. up there. It's mostly like those sort of those economic concerns um, that I think are really big, especially because Vermont is also largely. I think fairly progressive. Yeah. Um, which is why he's able to run as an independent because Republicans don't run in Vermont. Yes, exactly. So what do you think? Like, do you think? Um, I'm interested to see who else uh, announces as well because uh, there's a number of people running. Cause yeah, I know- there's a lot. There's um, Kamala Harris, Harris, some dude. Cory Booker. Yes, that's him. Cory Booker. Yeah. He's- um, and then uh, Warren is running. Warren and I'm, Sanders. Yeah, I'm worried about Warren. I think... I think the nom is going to go to her or him. Uh, her or Bernie. I think... I think Elizabeth Warren has, I think, a significant amount of name recognition. Yes. Um, I would be concerned about her going up against, against Trump, Trump specifically because of that name recognition. Exactly. And because they... They have sort of a history of sparring with each other. Exactly. Um, that I think um, a lot of people, or a lot of people who are center and on the right, who are going to know her and not necessarily think favorably of her. Yeah. Um, and that's my concern. I think Bernie, if he wins the nomination, yeah, I think. He has name recognition, but I think he also has it in a positive way, given that he's a straight yes, white man. Exactly. Um, I've been saying I don't think the nomination can go to a woman and have Democrats win. That's like my if my cat could stop stepping on crinkly things. That would be like so great right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. You're so annoying. <laughs> um, I, I really think that if the nomination... I don't think it's going to go to Kamala Harris. I don't think she has a, a chance. Cory Booker doesn't have a chance either in my mind. I think it's pretty likely it'll go to um, Warren because she is your standard Democrat. Yeah. But if she gets it, then we're fucked again because all of these like white neoliberal asshole guys are going to be like, Bernie's my dude. Like... He, um, like, loves weed and eat the rich or whatever. But then if he doesn't get it, they're just going to be like, well, you know, we didn't die when Trump was president, so they're going to fucking vote for him again. Yeah, it's like, well, we, we can survive Trump. And it's like, but a but lot But can of we? Pe- can we survive eight years of Trump? <laughs> yeah, but that's... And that's that's the thing is uh, a lot of people haven't. Yeah. Um, um, and that that was the concern is because people I think when Trump like Trump was first elected was like we can like we survived Reagan we can survive Trump um, um, a fuck ton of people died during Reagan, Reagan. thank you <laughs> um, and the the fact that people can say that I think uh, really shows that they don't like understand that hey 
if you think you can if you can survive Trump, not everyone can. That's it's sort of a privilege to be able to not be concerned. Um, yeah, and that's I think like that was I think a lot of the issue with Bernie's base, which isn't necessarily an issue with him. No, I'm just worried about the base fucking us over. I yeah. think if he gets the nomination, we have probably the best likelihood of winning, but it's going to be a tight race. I mean, regardless yeah. of who gets picked, it's going to be tight, but with him, I think it's a better chance That's... of winning. Yeah. Because, like, it's going to be the same argument of the lesser of two evils and by that i mean that's what old people like our parents are gonna say yeah like i think for us it's not a question of bernie versus trump obviously we want bernie's policies and not a fucking border wall and killing children but i think people who are our parents age are gonna be like bernie's too radical for me but do i really support what trump is doing and what he has to say yeah and I, I think my concern is that there's going to be a lot of people, um, at least with Bernie, like with Bernie um, against Trump, is I think there's going to perhaps be people who are going to say better red than dead, or better dead than red. Uh, that's what I meant. Um, oh my god! Okay, wait, better dead than red? It's a Cold War slogan saying better dead than communist. Oh well, I'd rather be communist than be anything else. But okay. <laughs> um, and so I'm I'm concerned that older people are going to because you know Sanders, is, Bernie. But is Sanders a, is also old, you know. So maybe they'll see is. themselves in him. Maybe, but I'm I'm concerned that because he's so openly a socialist, yeah. That, um, and I think the issue such as are aren't all Jews socialists. I mean, most of us are, so... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think the concern I have is that a lot of centrist Americans and a lot of right-wing Americans, and even some Democrats, I yeah. think, don't understand the difference between socialism and... Communism? S- and I was... Gonna, not even communism, yeah. but Stalinism. Oh, yeah. Um, Stalinism, like, isn't even really communism. And I think the issue is people hear the word socialist and they immediately think, you know, there's going to be some, you know, neo-Stalinist regime. I know. They um, need to really think about, like, the socialist... The democratic socialists that exist in so many other countries. You know, like, you can have a democratic institution that still cares about the people, which is socialist, basically, you know? Um, yeah, and I think the other, like, I think the other thing is, um, like, the American labor movement. And I, th- I think there's, in some ways, part of that sort of, that disconnect with, like, what socialism actually is and what Americans think socialism is, yes. is, I think, a failure of education. I agree. Um, which actually, that might be, I might replace, um, I might, (laughs) education, I might replace the, the foreign, the foreign policy with education because I, I really think that the, if we want to create a politically astute, like group of people, like we need better education, we need to educate young Americans. Um, and like, I, I really think we, we need better, like, so we need better, you know, public education, and we, I definitely support free higher education. Absolutely, um, yeah. I consider um, that to be part of like economic stuff, but it could also be education as well. Um, yeah, that, that's um, a fair point, and I, I really think we need to up civic engagement. Um, I think there's yeah. there's so many young people I know, um, and so many, or just so many American general who aren't politically engaged. I, yeah. Because generally, what is it, you know, 50% of people, or of yeah. eligible voters vote. Yeah, but um, not in midterms, it's like 30% or something. Um, which is, back in the past, um, it would sometimes be up to, you know, 80 or 90%. <gasps> what? Yeah. Um, to be fair, back at the time, voting was a lot harder. That's um, true. And so the people who are eligible to vote were people who had a lot more money and a lot more free time. We should make voting day a fucking national holiday. No one's allowed to go to work or whatever. In some ways, I think in theory I agree with that. The issue 
is that national holidays in general have that funny habit of uh, of working out so that uh, it ends up being a holiday for everyone uh, except the working class. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but mostly, I think if we did make Election Day a national holiday, I would. I mean, obviously, Mitch McConnell, um, when it was suggested that we do that, um, yeah. what do you say? He said that it would be un-American. What uh, an asshole! I hate him. I think I, for, I I think he said it was un-American and it would be like. I, for, I, I think that's what he said, but I, I'd have to look it up. Well, but, we can definitely talk about this in the next episode. Yes. But I um, think we should talk about maybe education next, because I want to hear more about what you have to say on that. Um, so we went really long, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I've been Jesse Alperin. I've been Griffin Brady. Um, you can find us on social media as Avocado Toast. Basically everywhere. Just go and search it. Google it, if you will. How would we want to sign off? Maybe we can work this out in post. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Um, See you next time. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.